Welcome back. Beyond the Blue and Gold, episode number five. That sounds pretty official, doesn't it? It does, because we are official. We are official. You want to know why? Because we are on Spotify. We're on, um, is it, I think it's Apple Podcasts. Perfect. Yeah, and then some more. Well, good. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. hopefully people are out there sharing our episodes. Yeah, I think we're we're starting to reach some of the targeted audience, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. Today. I know you want to know who that targeted audience I do. is. But here's the thing. I don't know who it is. So, <laughs> But we are in guest mode today. Yes. Yeah. We had our little guest. freestyle thing. Yes. I hope y'all listened to that. And it was really fun. I do I thought it was that. fun. Yeah. It was very therapeutic for both of us, I think. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we have important people to get through this podcast. Correct. And so today. And people to know. We want to get yeah, to know people them. want to know. And we want to get to know them more. Yes. Um, and so instead of going out to lunch or coffee we have a podcast that's how we get to know people more right (laughs) Right. okay okay all right and so we have dr amanda binkley welcome to the podcast hey guys (laughs) here we are how are you doing i'm great how about you i'm doing well it's been a it's been a good day we just got off of grand day yep great job that was Really fun. It was good to work with you. We had, had an a good awesome time. team and um, great students that participated. That's what I love. It was all about the kids. You know, it was all about the kids celebrating their grandparents. And that's that's what that day is for. And so, man, what a great group of students we've got to work with every day. Yeah. So let me ask you what I got asked a lot, uh, even over the last few days, was how come we have a grand day and these students are not participating? And how come we have a grand day and these other students are not participating. I don't think a lot of people, and I say a lot of people, only the people I talk to, Okay, they're like, How do, why does it toggle? Do we know the answer to that? Then why does it have it like where one school hosted the elementary school? Oh, okay. One yeah. school hosted. I led up to that, right? Yeah, that was and nice. why does the high school host it on an alternating schedule? Like, I think that's something that a general person, that's yeah, might, a good passion, yeah, like, know. okay, yeah. why was this school, they didn't even come to school, but these kids had to come to school with their grandparents. So like, can we clear that up before we go? Yeah, yeah. So? I mean, I think that's a great question. And I wish I could tell you that the answer is super exciting. It's all about logistics. So <laughs> I am the lucky winner of two back-to-back grand days because I was in the elementary last year. And now I'm in the high school. So I got to do this twice. Um, and it is a very different program. You know, a lot of similar elements because obviously we're celebrating our grandparents. We're having breakfast with them. We've got a program for them. We want it to be interactive. But when you're talking about our, our smaller friends, it's student artwork and it's treasure hunts and it's uh, doing a craft with your grandparents. Well, on this side of campus, things are a little bit different. And so the format, the programming is is slightly different, but really what it comes down to is just sheer numbers. Uh, yesterday, our auditorium was not packed, but comfortably full with our students who came with their grandparents. Mm-hmm. I can tell you last year with the elementary, we were even more so packed mm-hmm. in that auditorium. And if you combine those two, what you end up with is too many people for that space, which is a great problem to have. Mm-hmm. But also knowing that our grandparents, uh, a lot of them are coming to us with mobility issues or coming to us, you know, needing assistance. We just, we don't need to create a situation where people are having to stand for long periods of time. So we really do that, A, so we can 
we can make sure we can manage the crowd, but B also to put the emphasis mm-hmm. on the the different needs of the different age groups of kids that we're dealing with. But it was so good. I loved how we we did it yesterday, just with uh, it was about the kids and and celebrating the grandparents as well. And I mean, the chorus sang, and I yeah, was crying. Did, yeah, and they did were a good. great job. It was so I, good. I like what I, I call the just the grandparent effect. And, and it's going to be true across the board. What I mean by that is I have students that I know how they act in the hallways mm-hmm. and in class. And it's it not necessarily terrible, right? But when they're walking with their grandparents around campus, man, it's a it's well polished. So what we're right? saying is we need some grandparents. Well, I mean, it's that. like if my grandmother was here today <laughs> with me. Volunteer at Good Pasture. Yeah, if my grandparents were office. here with me, yeah. I'm not going to act as it's as silly as I act most days, right? <laughs> There's a reverence there. Right. I'm that's sure. The and word that's why we do use. it, right? And we yeah. want to. It's, it's a reverence. It's a respect. It's an appreciation, which is what yesterday was all about. Yeah. Uh, because, man, who are we without our grandparents? And I think our kids, I think our kids know that. And I think we saw that very clearly yesterday. All right. So let's get into it. You know, kind of walk us through how did you come to Good Pasture? What are your beginnings yeah, well, so my story is two parts, right? Oh, okay. um, it's how I got here as a student because mm-hmm. I am an alumni. And it's also how I got here as an employee. And what's really interesting, you know, my favorite Bible verse is Jeremiah 29, 11. Brilliant. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. And boy, is that, I mean, that's just so true of my entire life. And, you know... You go to Isaiah and and my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And so I grew up, I was born here in Nashville, but I grew up in Chattanooga and I went to a sister school of ours, Boy Buchanan. Oh yeah. Kindergarten through eighth grade, loved it there. You know, was very involved. I was part of the marching band, part of the chorus. I was my class president going into my ninth grade year. And then my mom and dad said, we're moving back to Nashville. And of course, as all teenagers do, I promptly responded with, you're ruining my life. (laughs) And uh, I was very, very unhappy about the situation. And my mom did one of those things that moms do and sat me down and, and told me that I just didn't know what God had planned for me, but that I needed to give this a chance. And as moms usually are, she was very right. Uh, my four years here as a high school student are still some of my fondest memories. And then you fast forward after I graduated from here, I went to Lipscomb, uh, did four years there, got my teaching degree in history. And I was just convinced I was going to come back here and teach. This was home. This was where I wanted to be. And I, there was not an opening here. Okay. Yeah. And even though, you know, I knew a lot of people here and, and I had the connections to get a foot in the door, there just really wasn't a position. Mm-hmm. You know, people, people who come to Good Pasture, they don't leave. <laughs> uh, and so I ended up being hired in Metro Nashville, spent seven years at Glencliff High School teaching history, worked as a lead teacher, department chair, taught AP. Uh, really just grew tremendously through that experience. Got an opportunity to go be principal at uh, another sister Christian school, Clarksville Christian School, which is about 30 minutes north of here. And really loved my time there, was not looking to leave. And then I got a phone call from Dr. Bixman, and he said, I want to talk to you about coming home to Good Pasture. And keep in mind, my, my background's as a high school teacher. Um, and even though I was in a K-12 setting, K-12 typically means that I am running the high school programming and the athletics. And 
And I get this phone call and I said, oh, well, talk to me about what, what you're wanting. And he says, I want you to come be the elementary principal. And okay. I laughed. <laughs> but God works in mysterious ways and his plans are always better than our plans. And Amen. so I love that that phrase that hindsight is twenty twenty. And when I look back at my life, particularly as, as good pasture is concerned, you know, I, I truly believe the Lord was preparing me at every stage and every step for what he had planned for me to do. And I, you know, I got a similar phone call mm-hmm. in May to come over to Dr. Bixenman's office that he wanted to talk to me, which is always a great feeling. <laughs> yeah. And I sat down and he said, I want to talk to you about moving to high school. And it's really funny because as much as that's my comfort zone, I, I kind of had a little gut check there going, wait, wait, what? <laughs> but again, God's got a plan. And, and that plan, I really believe Again, I believe he prepares me. I believe he uses me when I say not my way and not my will, but yours. Man, he's never failed to do so much bigger and better things that I could ever do on my own. Um, so that's that's why I'm here. I'm really glad to be here. Right now at Good Pasture, and this just has happened, we have a head of school, uh, our pr- president rather, who has a doctorate, and now the elementary middle and high school principals all have doctorates. So you can only speak for you though. What led you to want to do, cause you sounded really busy and all that right there. <laughs> yeah. I'll just say that. And then you get here and you're trying to change a culture and try to, you know, rein some things in, in the elementary school. Well, and Cause she started during our, that COVID year. Right. I mean, yeah. That is right. coming back to me now. And so what led you, what possessed you, whatever that what is, like that? what, how did the doctorate come about? I'm a I'm an avid reader, and one of my favorite authors is Jim Collins, Good to Great, and he talks about the big, hairy, audacious goal, right? Um, and for me, I've always had a list of those things, things that you just want to accomplish, not necessarily for for any anything or anybody other than yourself. Not that, not that there's not byproduct. For me, it was a personal goal first and foremost. You know, something mm-hmm. I wanted to do to better myself. But second, and to your point. I think it's good for our school. I think it makes a, a very, very strong statement that that Dr. Bixenman and Dr. Anglin and Dr. Knox and I all have have taken this on. It says a lot about the standard that we want to set for uh, our faculty, our student body. And so as leaders, we've got to lead by example. So we've all pushed and challenged ourselves. And one thing that was so great for me was that the research that I chose to do really was so applicable to what what we're doing here and 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 my you know without boring you all with the details of my <laughs> dissertation which I could do I did a study on the declining enrollment trends in private Christian schools because most of our private Christian schools peaked in enrollment somewhere in the late 90s early 2000s mm-hmm. you know they were mm-hmm. they were big in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and then you hit 2002 2003 and you start to see us decline and then 2008 mm-hmm. the economy tanks our enrollment tanks you know good pastor's been very blessed in that we've never had a season where we were really in in any kind of struggle or trouble but we have seen our numbers fluctuate sure. and of course i came from a younger school where things are growing and developing and so i i did start my dissertation in the middle of covid <laughs> i didn't know covid was going to happen <laughs> and what happens as a result of covid we see a resurgence 
in the interest in Christian education and the growth of our schools. And man, what a moment to capitalize. Oh, you just, that's a new and, section in the dissertation. And, right? and, and, and really, I mean, the, the irony of science, friends, even social sciences, is sometimes your hypothesis gets proved wrong. And so, <laughs> I, I mean, I really did have to do... Um, you know, it's it's okay to say, hey, this is the trend that was happening, and 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 things are changing, but the the moment there is to say, why are they changing, and how do we maintain that? How do we capture that moment? How do we capitalize on it? And I think that's what we're doing. And you guys talked to Adam Son a couple of weeks ago, and great you talked guy. to Dr. Bixenman, and also a great guy. And I think we're doing that. I think we're living out that research. So, you know, yes, ultimately is a goal I had for myself, but but I think the research that I did, that Dr. Bixenman did, that, that Dr. Knox did, that Dr. Englund did, they paid dividends to us here in the school. And that really, for me, is why that's so important for our team and what we're doing. Let's go back. You said earlier you, you had a, several memories of this place. What's that one memory? And I guess you could, whether it could be when you were working here or being a student here, you just, what's your one memory that maybe someone say, oh, that was a really cool memory that Dr. Binkley told. Like, I'm glad I got to hear that. So what is that memory of a good pastor moment that you could share right now? Man, I have so many, and we really could fill up about 15 episodes of, of my <laughs> memories of, of good pasture. It's just a special place. But I, there is one theme, one thread that runs through every single one of those memories. My mom also went to school here. She graduated from here in 1980. Her composite is hanging in Alumni Hall. Special prize if you can find my mother in Alumni Hall, class of 1980. So she was part of the inaugural Marching Cougar Band. And so she was in the Rifle Corps, which is, um, if you don't know what that is, uh, these, are, these are just wooden rifles. They're not, they're not real, but it's in that ROTC vein of drill and present. It's, it's actually terrifying if you see it live because they're throwing these things, mm-hmm. you know, three spins, four spins in the air and catching them without miraculously hitting somebody in the process. But, but my mom was part of the band in the seventies. And so when I came back to Good Pasture, I was also a fine arts kid. I, I became part of the band. And, and as I said earlier, I pretty much stated I did not want to come here And uh, the band was such a lifeline for me. In fact, uh, my first day at band camp, yes, this is a band camp story, I was talking to a girl who would later become a dear, dear friend of mine. We graduated together. Uh, Her name was Catherine Harkness. And she was kind of assigned, as we all get somebody assigned, to make sure that, that, that we are introduced to people and that we are, you know, made to feel a part and welcome. And so uh, Catherine was introducing me around and this young man runs up to her. How was your summer? How are things going? Yeah, it was great. Hey, here's here's my new friend, Amanda. Okay, nice to meet you. Talk to you later. And he ran off to talk to the next person he hadn't seen all summer. And I looked at her. I said, who is that? And she said, well, that's that's Jonathan Binkley. And I said, I'm not kidding. This is a true story. (laughs) I said, I'm going to marry him. Wow. And so I did. It took a while, but I did. Um, And so fast forward about 20 years later, and Jonah Binkley is now a part of the Marching Cougars. And two years ago, he did something that neither my mother or my husband or I ever did. He won a state championship Mm -hmm. with our Marching Cougar band. And I got to tell you, that moment came full circle for me when I walked out on that field and 
hugged him and congratulated him mm-hmm. and the band on that state championship because just what a um, what a full circle moment where not just me, not just my husband, but but even my mother, we've been part of this program. And then, you know, it's one thing to accomplish something yourself, but to watch your kid do it mm-hmm. and to know that he is, again, part of that legacy that we helped leave for him. That's what makes Good Pasture special. Yeah, that's good stuff. I'm always very interested when alum come back to campus at any time. When I was in admissions, I always loved walking around with families who used to, you know, the mom or the dad went here and I love hearing how good pasture used to be because then I get to present, well, how it is now. And there's mm-hmm. some similarities that like, oh yeah, we still do that. So you hold on to, to some of those traditions, but it is very exciting when we say, oh, we don't do that anymore. And this is the new thing. So all to say, how have you seen good pasture grows in the time that you've been a part of it? Yeah. Well, you know, something that that I have talked to Dr. Bixenman about quite a lot uh, and also to the high school faculty. I think it's so important that we understand heritage and we understand legacy. We have a very, very rich heritage and tradition and, and those things need to be valued. It's part of who we are. It's part of what makes us special. It's 60 years of history and that heritage is so important. But we cannot be caught looking over our shoulder at that heritage to the point that we forget to leave a legacy. Mm-hmm. And so in leaving a legacy, we have to we have to look at who is good pasture today, who have we been, who are we today, and then who do we want to be in five years, 10 years, uh, and I hope 30, 40, 50 more years. And I think to do that, we have to be so respectful and appreciative of those that went before us. But you know, who we are and our core and our center, that can never change. Building those relationships with Jesus, helping students to grow academically, spiritually, those things can never change. But everything else, we've got to be relentlessly innovative. And that does not mean that we trample on those traditions or that heritage, but it does mean we've got to leave our own legacy so that our children and our grandchildren can enjoy what Good Pasture has to offer. And so for me, I'm always looking at that opportunity to go, okay, here is who we are, but what can we be? How can we build? How can we develop? How can we be what the students of 2023 need us to be? And, and even more importantly, how can, how can we be what the class of 2033 needs us to be? And that's different. And we don't, it's a moving target. We don't necessarily know exactly what we need to be in the future, but that is why we've always got to be gathering feedback, taking the temperature, finding out from our families what they need from us, finding out from our students what they need from us, because that is how we are true to our heritage, but we remain relevant and we leave a legacy for the future. That mindset. That mindset is what we need. Mm -hmm. It's it's what every department needs. Um, and I think to do that, we all have to be unified in that. As you know, we have our school theme this year is one. So, you know, in terms of the high school uh, and you being our new principal, I want to ask, you know, how are you trying to bring that oneness to our faculty so that you can do what you just talked about in leaving a legacy? And then can I add on to our student body yeah, as well? Yeah, I think yeah. that's a, it's a two-part. It's both and, yeah. Yeah. 
you know, I think that's the single most important job I have this year is, is, and again, we lead by example, right? But I think most people who know me and know my history, good pasture, know I was a fine arts kid, theater, chorus, band. I'm sure it shocks y'all that um, <laughs> I was into drama. But, <laughs> but what a lot of people don't know about me is um, I'm also an athlete. I'm a seven-time marathon runner. Mm-hmm. I coached cross country, triathlete, you know, as, as, a, as an academic person, you know, school was very important to me. I was blessed to be part of some outstanding academic programs here and at Lipscomb. So I, I feel like I'm well positioned to be able to take multiple perspectives. And that's what we have to do to build unity. We have to see not only things from our perspective, but we have to be able to put ourselves in other people's shoes. And so, whereas I am not the football coach and I'm never going to be the (laughs) football coach and I have no place advising Greg Cotton on what things need to look like on the sideline on Friday night, I can look for ways to make sure Um, that I am a part of and supporting and offering Coach Cotton what he needs to be the best he can at his program. And I think a great example of this on our campus as we look for oneness and unity is the way some of our faculty have stepped up and said, this is real and important to me. Let's talk about the arts and athletics. We had a big volleyball game on Thursday night Mm -hmm. against, uh, we were, were number one, they're number two. And the band showed up to support the volleyball team. And that was cool. That was great. Mm -hmm. The audience got into it. You know, the crowd's going. But what was really cool was what happened after the game. So the volleyball girls through the whole game were dancing along to the band's (laughs) tunes. And, you know, you could just tell there was some hype there. When the game was over, the volleyball girls rushed the stands because they could not wait to talk to the band and tell them how much it meant to them Mm -hmm. that they came. And then the band is telling the volleyball team how much fun they had and how great an experience that was. And they all got their picture taken together. Mm -hmm. And it was running on the band's social media. It was running on the volleyball team's social media. What a great moment for our community. Right. Because that's what happens when we are really seeking to serve each other and when we're really trying to support each other in our endeavors and our work that's when unity happens it's when I get out of myself and I say what can I do for you what can I do to support you and your work and the thing you care about and what happens is you just can't help it it unifies us and so I think for me I'm trying to really take my time to get to know the faculty and find out what what do you need from me to be successful in your role and I'm trying to get to know our students what do you need from me to be a successful student and to make sure they know I'm listening to make sure they know that I care that I support and I'm seeing it all over our campus mm-hmm. I mean I really I mean it's, it's authentic and it's organic but it, it it really stems not from anything that I'm doing but just simply from us opening up that dialogue and just saying, how can I care about what matters to you? That's a great example. I know. it, and You want to see that happen more and more. Right. And I just want you to like put on a conference so I can just listen to you right. talk. Yes. It's just like, yeah. yeah I love that. Yeah. I love that. Well, um, we are nearing the end but there's a little section here that i think we just we have to get in okay and that, there's some of this, this personal question because i mean you are dr binkley and uh you know we see you here on campus and 
you're usually here really early and you're usually here really late and it's Dr. Binkley, Dr. Binkley, Dr. Binkley. But we want to know like, what, what does life look like outside of being Dr. Binkley? I mean, it, it maybe like the flavor of this question is, um, uh, do you ever sleep? Like I do. Do you ever sit down? I, I do. Do you eat? I mean, you know, things like that. <laughs> like, what does Dr. Binkley's life look like? Well, a lot of it looks like, um, you know, I have two boys who go to school here. So Jonah's a freshman this year. Noah's in the sixth grade. So a lot of my outside of my job looks like me being here because Noah plays football and he's in the fall musical and then Jonah's in the band and the chorus. And so spend a lot of time here that is personal and professional time. And I think that's great. I think that's a huge part of why I love being at Good Pasture. But um, as I said earlier, I'm married to Jonathan. He graduated in 2002. We both did. I actually live in Clarksville, which I think is a a little known fact, it's not as far as it sounds. It right. takes me about 35 minutes to get here. But outside of here, we are very actively involved in our church. We go to uh, the Church of Christ in Green Hills, which is formerly known as Granny White Church of Christ. We're, oh, okay. we're both involved with the youth group. So we absolutely have a, a very involved and active life outside of here. Specifically, uh, if you're asking about me, I am maybe the number one Atlanta Braves fan oh. on campus. I, I, okay. Um, yeah, I would say that's you know, maybe accurate. I won't say in Nashville, but definitely on campus. We spend a lot of time watching Atlanta Braves baseball in the evenings. Uh, sometimes if you come by my office at night and I'm here late on campus because we had a football game or a volleyball game, you will find the Braves game on in my office. So uh, that's a huge part of my life. I think growing up in Chattanooga, Braves country, mm -hmm. it's just always going to be part of my DNA. I am also, and I think this came out more in the elementary than it comes out over here in the high school. I'm a huge Disney fanatic. <laughs> oh, okay. Favorite princess is Belle because she loves to read, as okay. do I. Uh -huh. All right. Again, I'm a runner. I, I I have not run a marathon in a hot minute because I got two very active, involved boys. But I I love to run. You might see me walking on campus. Again, I'm here a lot. Uh, so sometimes I have to multitask. So you might see me jogging and or walking, depending on if I'm on the phone and answering emails. Uh -huh. But if you see me, hey, just come power walk with me. Because sometimes I get my best thinking and my best conversations done when I'm literally just roving all over campus. So Amanda Binkley, the person, huge, huge baseball fan. I'm actually leaving next week, taking my boys to Disney. Okay. So, I'll be there. Um, I yeah, will be there. I you were going. Well, yeah. So do I need to. Come on. Do I need to go? You should come, I mean, Pickard. You should all come. Right. <laughs> I won't be there. Yeah. And, and yeah. I'm, I'm truly enjoying getting to know our students and yeah. some of their interests and getting to know them as people as well. So I know sometimes, I think the number one thing when you get a new principal is, oh my gosh, what's this going to be like? Yeah. like who is like, this Who person? is she? And how's it going to be? And it's really funny because I've heard a lot of kids say, I heard you were really mean. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm not mean. You're not mean at all. Um, I'm consistent. I have yes. high expectations, yes. but I'm not mean. I, I love like the number one thing I've heard from students this year when we've actually like talked and gotten to know one another is like you're a real person, and it's. <laughs> I mean, like you're really nice. I actually love that because <laughs> there's authentic relationships happening because I am a real person and I do sleep and I do go to the grocery store and yeah. all of those. She's things. just like us. I'm so glad that you are in the high school and then that you decided to 
get the calling. I don't know what how you would say, but just that that opportunity came available for you to step into that role and for all of us to get an opportunity to work with you. And it's been nice to just sit down and hear what you have to say. When I leave from being like hanging out with you, I always feel like that was really good. Mm -hmm. That was mm -hmm. I'm better for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we're glad that y'all got to see a little bit or rather hear a little bit more about Dr. Binkley today. And uh, we know that it has been enjoyable for us. And so uh, until next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs>